Welcome everybody to Countdown to Bojack Season 6, this weird podcast made for you to listen while you're watching the episodes of Bojack Horseman. Today we are watching Season 1, Episode 11, Downer Ending. So I hope you have your tissues ready because things are about to get pretty depressing over here. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not doing this alone. I have today with me... I want to say Princess Leia, but I'm going to let her introduce herself, so take it away. <laughs> so my name is Catherine, and I live in what the BoJack Horseman show so beautifully put as the nightmare factory that is San Bernardino County in Southern California. Were you born there? I actually was. I grew up a little bit north, but I was born here in Southern California, and it's where my whole family is from. What was your reaction when you saw that on the show? I absolutely died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's completely accurate. And that is so funny because I didn't know that before I invited you to record this with me. So it's such a great bonus to know that. <laughs> uh, that was one when I first started watching season five. I saw that and I had to pause everything. I took a photo of, you know, that screenshot and sent it to my whole family and everyone just died laughing. <laughs> is the show really true? Is like a nightmare over there? <laughs> uh, it can be. I'm fortunately in one of the nicer parts of the area, but I'm very close to San Bernardino and Riverside, which I don't think a lot of people know was the other contender for the show Breaking Bad. So they were deciding between the town Riverside and Albuquerque, New Mexico as the setting, which ties into Aaron Paul. Mm -hmm. It's all connected. <laughs> and before we started recording, we were talking about other passions because I love to know what people love. And you just managed to find a connection between Bojack Horseman and Star Wars, which is great. So let's explain that to people because I'm amused by your connection. We were talking about parents who name their kids after shows and I was talking, oh, which Bojack character should I name my kids? And you just came with this brilliant idea. Yeah, if I ever have a daughter, I would name her Carolyn. And that's because Princess Carolyn is absolutely my favorite character on the show. But it would also be a connection to Star Wars through, you know, Carrie Fisher. And since as you so lovely put it, <laughs> you called me Princess Leia at the beginning. Yeah. So clearly she's my favorite character there. And then her nickname could be Carrie. It'd be cute. Yeah, it I would think. be perfect. And now I'm thinking that <laughs> these two characters like Princess Carolyn and Princess Leia would be so great together because they are two really powerful women that don't don't take shit from anybody. So yeah, exactly. I, need, I need that crossover episode right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. It would be so cute. Yeah, so are you ready to watch the episode with me? I am absolutely ready. I'm so excited because this is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, mine too. Like, for me, it's the perfect BoJack episode because it balances so well, like, drama, comedy, and absurdity. <laughs> so it's really great. <laughs> yeah, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I have had my experiences with drugs. Okay. So. <laughs> let's put a fake name on, on drug. Let's let's call it Tyler, maybe. <laughs> you had hey, an Tyler. experience with Tyler one day. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a couple experiences with Tyler. Um, <laughs> and when I watched this episode, it reminded me very much of a... 
not necessarily the best experience mm -hmm. with Tyler. And I remember watching it and being like, oh my God, somebody else understands. Mm -hmm. I mean, my profession is being a teacher, so mm -hmm. I, I feel like I have to say don't do drugs, but yeah. if I'm gonna be honest about it, if you're gonna do drugs, first of all, don't do meth. If you're gonna do them, plan it out, get informed about what the drugs can do to you and everything. And I always recommend to have one person who's sober. I guess that is a pretty good advice. I was trying to remember the quote from Bojack about his advice on drugs. Yeah, I think, I think the quote is, um, liquor before beer, never fear, don't do heroin. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay, so um, now I'm, I am even more excited about watching this episode with you because you're gonna be so like helpful <laughs> in that department of the show. So let's do this. If you're listening to this, now it's the time to get ready to press play on the episode. I'm gonna count to three and then we press play after the three, okay? So one, two, three. Netflix logo. Spaghetti Western music. Yeah, spaghetti. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we start with this huge fight from oh, yeah. Jack and Diane. He's so mad at her. Who do you think is right in this situation? Do you think is Diane or Bojack? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I'm not fully on board on what Diane did. I don't think you can like break contacts like that in real life. Mm -hmm. Like you can have some real, some serious consequences. But and and the way that Bojack felt when everybody started to laugh at him because of the BuzzFeed article really yeah. hurt me. I put myself in, in his shoes and I was like, ooh, I will hate for that to happen to me. But by the end of the day, her book is really, really good. So I think she she just pushed it forward to, to make it out to the world, you know, like she had to do that. Otherwise the book will never see the light. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the whole fight comes from, you know, a lack of communication And like, she could have said, you know, I know you're sensitive about all these things. Um, this is the idea I have for the book. Can you, what do you think? Is it okay? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I mean, she knows him by now. So yeah, it's they, ridiculous. They should she trust would, each other she knows more that he's, at this point. Yeah. And, and she knows how sensitive he is about himself and how insecure he is about everything. So Yeah, but I feel maybe, like she maybe. would have, she should have known better. Yeah, but maybe because she knows him so well, she would know that he would not accept that. Exactly. <laughs> so she went forward. <laughs> but mostly, mm -hmm. like what you say is like the definition of Bojack Horseman. Mostly of the problems on the show are caused by lack of communication. It's hard to communicate. Oh, absolutely. Like oh, you, I hate that moment. Yeah, why does he have to be so mean to her? <laughs> he really used what he learned from her in Boston just to hurt her now. That's yeah. really painful. Oh, it's so... It's kind of painful to watch. Yeah, and especially because, like, we're both girls and we know how 
hard it is like to have your uh i, I don't know about you but I, i grew up with that with um every mean girl that something that someone can say to you starts with your looks so if you have oh, anything out absolutely. of the way it's gonna be the first thing people are gonna use it against you it doesn't matter if you're dumb or if you like have a like something else wrong with you they're gonna use your looks and it, it's just Completely. so low yeah and especially the comment about you know nerd girls like you mm -hmm. i always got that when i was younger because mm -hmm. i was a nerdy kid and you know at the time you're young and you're like why is that a bad thing yeah but It, but when you, you listen to other people and you're like, oh, that is a bad thing. But then as I got older, I was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's okay to be a nerd. It's better to be the nerd kid than, like, I don't know. Yeah, like really. Kid. Yeah, nerds rule the world. At least you're learning something and you're going to use <laughs> that knowledge to something else in the world. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I love how Princess Carly calls him <laughs> Bozo. <laughs> Yeah, I love like the animal centric humor where they make specific jokes about, you know, cats having hairballs or mm -hmm. horses getting spooked by plastic bags. Mm -hmm. It's so funny. Wait, when did Bojack got spooked by a plastic bag? I, I think that was season five where they were saying, like, you know, we need to make sure you get to your trailer okay. And he was like, oh, I got spooked by a plastic bag once. <laughs> 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 that is so specific. I'm pretty sure, like, Lisa Hanawatt was the one who brought that up. Because I, I didn't know horses can be spooked by plastic bags. Yeah, they do. They are But so it's... big. They, they should not be spooked by anything. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, I love this part. Like, seeing Bojack's computer is so personal. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and my dad... My parents have been watching this show now, and my dad loves this scene because he's a writer, and he said, oh, my God, it's so relatable. Like, yeah. spent six hours playing with Fonz. He said that's completely accurate as a writer. <laughs> uh, what kind of thing does he write? Is he He's not a biography writer, right? No, he's not Diane. Um, <laughs> Thank God. He writes... Yeah, he wrote he wrote a book about um, the railroads in California and the United States, mm -hmm. um, and then he also like does social media coaching for a couple different organizations. Like teaches them how to, you know, be a social media like how to function in social media. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. nice. they'll they'll have websites that look like they're from like 1995. <laughs> yeah. Some some companies need that badly. They really do. And he's the one who helps them. And he's like, guys, get it together. Yeah, that is nice. So nonfiction then like, is the the business he does, right? I'm sorry? Uh, so he writes nonfiction. Like, yeah. No yeah. weird stuff going on in his creative mind. <laughs> I mean... He has weird stuff going on in his head for sure, but <laughs> he doesn't write about it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's funny that uh, Todd is always working somehow. Like he was reading a pile of scripts. <laughs> yeah. My dad also loves this part too. He said this is like 1000% accurate. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I gotta say, I've been trying to write books. Uh, actually, I kind of, I kind of have written two books, but they are hidden in my drawer because I don't want to show them to anybody. But, That's understandable. Yeah, <laughs> the same way. Yeah, but this is this is completely perfect. Like my house was never cleaner than the time that I decided to write those books. Like, oh no, I need to clean this instead of writing. <laughs> so I went up and cleaned the stuff. Oh yeah, completely. It's I mean the procrastination of like no, I don't want to do the job I actually have to do. I mm-hmm. want to do literally everything else. Oh, if you look at the left, you're going to see like a pack of cigarettes in the fruit oh, it's bowl. A fruit bowl. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't notice that before. I oh, mean, either. Oh, but that is so Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> now things start to get Perfect. pretty weird. And it's funny how Sarah Lynn just appears with the whole yeah, drug subject. She's just subject. there with uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. And I love I love the upcoming uh, callback to an old Saturday Night Live sketch mm-hmm. of like of the Doctor Who of who what and I don't know. <laughs> that is like one on one on comedy, right? You you gotta have that joke. Yeah. And isn't a uh, the guy who does his voice is uh, Ken Jeong, right? I have who no is idea. hilarious. But I think it is. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. And also an actual doctor. <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, is, yeah. What yeah, is he's, his... he's he's licensed as a medical doctor, which is oh crazy. My God, that is the perfect hidden joke. Like you have a lot of jokes in the uh, people they call to do the voice acting, and that is just perfect. Yeah, completely. Uh, now I have to do a post about this. Thank you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's what I love so much about this show. It's about, it's made by people who understand like all the tiny ins and outs of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And they, and they make jokes about it. Yeah. Uh, Raphael, who created the show is completely addicted to television. So he understands that and he loves to play with that. It's amazing. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's so cool you got to meet him. Yeah, he's so down to earth, you know? It's it's so weird to be around him. Like, whoa, your mind is brilliant. Why are you being so nice to me? Like, you're not supposed to be those two things, no. <laughs> but he, he is really nice, and his book is really good. Mm-hmm. I need to get it. I need to read it for sure. Yeah, it's, it's like a spin-off of BoJack. Uh, way of seeing the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So I strongly recommend it by someone who will love you in all your damage glory. This was an advertisement during the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the plug. <laughs> uh, oh, this is very accurate. Yeah, tell me about it. Like, things start to get, like, do you have those yeah. blackouts? Absolutely. I, that must be terrifying, <laughs> like to not, not know what happened in the last few hours or minutes. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. I mean, I I had a couple blackout periods where I just like, there are like two or three hours that I just do not remember. And that was terrifying. And then you just wakes up in another moment, but you haven't been sleeping. So how is that? 
Yeah. And I think, I think after the fact you, you're conscious in the moment, but, um, you don't remember it later. Oh, so there's just like this one little blank spot. That must yeah. be, um, way darker than the blackouts you have, like when you're drunk, just drunk from alcohol mm-hmm. because yeah, it's that like that happen. times 10. Uh-huh. And then you get, you'd also get weird hallucinations like that. Like Rio horses in a cartoon <laughs> board. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and they, then they, some people say that uh, the hallucinations start to get worse because he just washed his face and Doctor Who uh, told him not to get close to water. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then oh, and have, I like this. I like this moment of um, him ha- at the cabin. Yes. Each donor and and it's. I don't know. I've I've been trying to uh, write this thesis on water, the meaning of water in Bojack, because it's always there for him. Oh. Like the opening, the the this like view of death that he that he has in the cabin. Yeah. It's always and connected. Fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, yeah. I would love to analyze that. I have to like stop procrastinating and and do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, because that sounds really interesting. Yeah, because it's all over the place. You can see it a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, things are getting. And like... then there's that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if you're using drugs, please stay away from uh, utensils. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I said you have to kind of plan ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure that, you know, you guys are going to keep each other safe. He just pointed have... a gun to Saraline. That's so insane. <laughs> yeah. And that makes sense because he <laughs> he used the lighter when he was trying to get to the airplane. Yeah, he was going through two TSA. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> this is also kind of accurate. Like, when you're on drugs like this, you really don't exactly know what's going on mm-hmm. at all times. And that's why you need this. Listen to this, kids. This is why you need one person who in the room who is sober. And it's going to tie you to reality. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like when you go out to drink and you have this one guy who's going to be the driver and he keeps mm-hmm. everybody safe. Like, same same thing. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're not in your regular headspace, you need someone else who is. Mm-hmm. To tell you, this is a broom. This is not a gun. So be yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. And do you think you get more uh, suspicious of everything? Because I think it has to be someone who you really trust. Otherwise, you're going to just yeah. like, ignore what the person is saying. Yeah, it needs to be someone you know. And it needs to be someone who you know is not going to be telling you lies the whole time. Because mm-hmm. that would be like the worst scenario possible. You're already on drugs and you have someone who's... Taking advantage of you. Yeah. This was the part, the first time I watched this episode, I was like, oh, 
Okay. It was only two days. That's not that bad. <laughs> You've just made a mess of your house. I mean, I do that when I'm sober. So <laughs> Yeah, that's a, a regular that day. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was and so this- fooled by the... This relationship, I was like, "Oh my god, they're all wet. Like, getting together." Convers- <laughs> yeah, that was the conversation they needed to have, and then her eyeball pops. Yeah, and, and then <laughs> everything gets way worse. Yeah, I I will admit this is similar to when I was having a bad experience with uh, what was it, the Tyler crew? Uh huh. And <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of a similar hallucination I had. But um, I, I'm, I have a lot of questions. Maybe we need to, to like to watch more episodes together. <laughs> but, I would love to. <laughs> uh, how can your brain create such a horrifying thing? Like, do you have? Do you think you had it already in there, or just came with the substance? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Like, it's part of it is it's a mixture of things that are all already kind of in your subconscious, but they're emphasized so much more when you're on drugs. Yeah. Because uh, mostly what we are seeing is uh, what's inside Bojack's head, but it's everything amplified. Oh yeah. That's exactly what it is. And also that, that little section where they're talking about, you know, his, um, his outlines vanishing. That's Mm -hmm. at least for me, that's what anxiety feels like. Like Mm -hmm. sudden, suddenly my outlines are gone and I'm just going to fade into existence. That is a great representation of, uh, anxiety because everything gets a little, I never thought of it that way, but it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I praise the show so much for their portrayal of different, you know, mental disorders or any kind of mental illness. Mm-hmm. It's so accurate. It makes perfect sense. And my other question was, what differentiates a good experience from a bad experience? It, it depends on the amount or the type of thing you take. How that happen? Um, in my experience, you know, I had a couple others beforehand and they were fine and very enjoyable. And all I did was like eat fruit and play video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one, it was a much heavier dose than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And there were other, like, there were other factors that came into it that I wasn't expecting. Like people I didn't want to be around mm-hmm. came in anyways. And I didn't know how to, like, you know, I was on drugs, so I didn't know how to say, like, get out of my room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's already and- hard to to deal with people you're not expecting to see, like, when you're sober. Mm-hmm. I can it's, only it's imagine. It's so much worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, every time that I see Beatrice in this dress, I remember her inside of the coffin, because I think she was buried oh, how do I say that yeah she was in the yeah, coffin she was buried yeah in that dress that was that that is what I was I was trying to say <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay and it's so oh scary my gosh. It, it's been so weird like sometimes I watch 
Bojack Horseman with my parents, like whenever I'm home with them. Mm-hmm. And they were like, like in the first couple episodes, like this one, they were like, oh God, Beatrice is just the worst. She has nothing <laughs> good about her. And I'm just, I just have to sit there and shut my mouth uh-huh. and not say anything because I'm trying not to spoil yeah, because what happens? You just have to everything ooh, you find out about her. Wait, wait just a bit. Maybe things are I'm not like, what you think they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's been so hard through the whole process of them seeing everything, and they react and they'll text me and be like, "Oh my God, so and so is the worst. I hate everything about them." Or this, uh, like Diane is the most perfect person. I'm like, uh, uh keep watching. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I'm not going to say anything. Are they going to finish un- like on time for season six? Are you rushing They're them? They're very close. They're on their way. Um, what did they watch last? Oh, they watched uh, Thoughts and Prayers last night and texted oh. me. And they were like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really hard episode to watch because it's so close to reality that you're like, oh, I it hate really our country. <laughs> I mean, we're watching BoJack Horseman, so I feel like it's okay to make a dark joke, but I'm a teacher, so mm-hmm. it, it's a little bit closer to home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I both love and hate this sequence. Yeah, because it it gives you a glimpse of a life that BoJack could have, and I, I have this gut feeling that he could be a good parent. He could have been. He yeah. really could have been. I I know it. <laughs> but he just don't have the strength to keep like building this character that he has inside of him. He prefers to feed the beast inside of him, I guess. I mean, at the same time, I feel like he doesn't know any better. He doesn't know anything else than being self-destructive and terrible. But I think inherently he's a nice person yeah and he wants to be good yeah, because... i mean we kind of we kind of see that towards the end of what is the show now i'm trying not to be spoilers for anyone who may oh, not have we, seen everything we just established five. that yeah we just established <laughs> that this is a spoiler free show so i i don't think oh, okay, anyone good. is watching for the first time with me so yeah go for it <laughs> yeah I love Charlotte. Yeah, me too. But this is a uh, this is a version of Charlotte that only exists inside of Bojack's head. Like she's not like that in real life. Yeah, I mean, in a way that uh, it's so many tiny thing, it's so many tiny factors that played into it. But mm-hmm. if things had gone exactly that way, I think she could have been like that. Yeah, I but... think they could have had that life, but it's. Like a million little things mm-hmm. that make the difference. And especially timing. I guess Bojack um, just lost the, the opportunity he had with her because he was so focused focused on being famous at the time and, and make it happen. And he, maybe mm-hmm. he's not wrong, but you can go back in time. That's the thing that I... I suffer the most with fantasy or, or fiction when I see mm-hmm. stories that the character managed to find a way to go back in time and fix everything. I was like, oh, that is so unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it's something everyone wants to do, but mm-hmm. you can't 
you can't dwell on that possibility because it's not, it's not real. Yeah. You just have to make the best of what can, what will be your future. Exactly. And that is the hard part. Mm hmm. Oh. <laughs> the guy in the background is so shocked to see the horse. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> He's so shook. <laughs> That would probably be my face if I was in the presence of Will Arnett. I was like, ah, Bojack is right. here. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, you're real. Yeah. Because I, I think he's the only one I haven't met. Like I, I've met Aaron really? Paul and Alison Brie and uh, <gasps> Mr. Peanut Butter, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. And he oh my is gosh, so I'm so jealous. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. It was, it was a nice experience like to meet all of them, but well, I think Will Arnett is a whole other level. Like because he talks like Bojack yeah. all the time, so it's weird. Yeah. And oh, it's the silence. I think oh in the distant sounds of his fantasy. Mm -hmm. Just <laughs> And then reality <laughs> just kicks him in the Rita and we're back and here we are Bojack is so good at doing like this last line punch that makes you go oh why did you do that to me yeah absolutely I mean that's what I love about the show because for a second they'll they'll feed into that um the fantasy that you have and they're like guess what bitch mm -hmm. you're in reality mm -hmm. face it you're stuck there Sorry. And, and it's a bit it. it's a bit worse than you imagine because there's a guy like making that stupid joke that you've heard all your life. <laughs> yep, exactly. And uh, he's just like, I don't need that at all right now. And it's uh, like, yeah, well, that's what reality is. That's what you have. So deal with that. <laughs> it's so hard. And the problem is Diane is the kind of person who could never even lie to him just to make the awkwardness go away like yeah 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 yeah. you're a good person now get out yeah. <laughs> she could and never I mean, do that it, it, oh of course not but i don't know i guess that's sometimes a good thing like you want to have the people in your life who are gonna see you for who you are and call you out on your shit and be like i'm not gonna lie to you but i do think she thinks that he's a good person deep down yeah, later on they have, I guess it's in the next episode that they have that conversation. I think she just couldn't explain that to him right now, right in front of all those people. So, yeah. yeah and I she, mean, he just kind of appears out of nowhere after mm -hmm. a ridiculous drug trip. And, mm -hmm. and after really hurting her. Like, yeah. He doesn't even say sorry to her about that, all of that. Yeah, exactly. I didn't think of that about that before, but I mean, I can imagine that's insanely overwhelming. Having someone who you thought was your friend insult you like to your core mm -hmm. and then suddenly appear out of nowhere and be like, do you think I'm good? And you're just like, uh, no, man, <laughs> you're here. <laughs> and he's been gone for a while or like, yeah, I don't or, remember how long the drug trip really really lasted but yeah i mean i imagine that. it's at least two or three days considering all the drugs they were doing it wasn't just like the drug experience that i had uh -huh. which was you know one drug but 
they basically had a cocktail of eight different pharmaceuticals. So I can imagine that that would absolutely throw someone's brain through a loop. Yeah. Every time I see pills, like Sarah Lynn taking a lot of pills, I was like, what is she taking? Like, is she taking like headache pills? <laughs> of course not, but that must be really hard. Uh, we all wish she was. <laughs> we all want so much better for her. Yeah. Oh, she was the one I, I wish she had had a time machine and she could go back to her childhood and, and make everything different. Like stay away from your mother to, for starters. Oh, seriously. <laughs> She's one of the other characters that I have a lot of feelings for. So mm -hmm. if you do want to record another episode, that's too much, man. If you want to hear me crying <laughs> on a podcast, <laughs> that episode will get me. Yeah, that is hard to watch. At least I'm not watching this alone. I try to be a comic relief for those dark parts, but I know that it can get to some really personal places in some people, so. Yeah. I mean, I it's just hard to see a kid mm -hmm. have to go through that and mm -hmm. not really have any other choice in their mind. That yeah. sucks. That really fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. And, and some people say that, oh, she could have chose a different life, that she's an adult. I think that people who say those things, they don't really realize how hard it is to make a shift on your life and take another direction you have so much things already going on and sometimes you just are overwhelmed by all of the stuff already happening yeah you're just kind of stuck well, and you just need someone who sees that in you to be like girl get out of the situation mm -hmm. like, and she let me help you <laughs> Yeah, I always think about Amy Winehouse when I think about Lane because she was oh, someone who didn't have she didn't have anyone around her to say that mm -hmm. or to to grab a hand and say let's get out of this. And I always likened her to like Britney Spears or mm -hmm. Lindsay Lohan or Demi Lovato more mm -hmm. recently. But at least I think two out of the three got some happy endings ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're still rooting for them. I root for Britney every day. We talked about uh, her. Uh, we talk about her uh, um, when we were watching Prickly Muffin. So I'm going to say that mm -hmm. again. Free Britney. She needs to be released from that, from that <laughs> terrible thing she's been stuck to for many years. So that's my protest here. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just another example of the people who make the show understanding all the shit that goes down in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for doing this with me. Whoa, I think we could, we could be talking about every single episode in here and never be out of subjects. But <laughs> I have to move on. Tomorrow we're going to finish this season. Nice. I hope you enjoyed doing this with me. I think it was very educational <laughs> to the people listening. <laughs> oh, God. This is not the kind of teacher I want to be. But... <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> but maybe a side job. Who knows? <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. It actually sounds fun. Yeah. You can be like a Tyler consented for the show. Like, uh, uh, I don't know. Hey, I think they have Raphael, a lot of... If you're listening, let yeah. me know. What is your opinion on the whole rehab thing? I very much hope that it gets him where he needs to be and where he wants to be. Because mm -hmm. I think very deep down, he doesn't want to be the person he is. 
and he wants to be better. Mm-hmm. So I'm praying to all the writers and everyone involved in the show that they let him have that at least for a little bit. Yeah. It's all in their hands. Like, are you going to let our characters be happy or not? Like we need that Please. for a bit. Like after um, five seasons, we love them so much by now. Just, we want to see them happy. Yeah, we just give them, them at least for a, a second. At least for a, I don't know, a drug sequence. <laughs> like we just watched yeah. it. Thank you so much for doing this with me, Kathleen. It was a pleasure to have you here. You were a fantastic guest. <laughs> Thank uh, you. I very much appreciate it too. Uh, thank you to everyone who watched the episode with us and listened to all of our endless talk about the show. We can't help it. We just love Bojack Horseman. So I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Have a great day, everyone.